I am not at home right now. We are staying in a different house um, that I believe may have some spectral visitors, and I hope that they've enjoyed the show that we're talking about this week. If I could just interject for one moment, I found episode seven to be deeply touching. Well, I'm glad the ghosts enjoyed life and death. Oh, you're in trouble now. Why? 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 You're listening to IMDb is Obsessed, the show that tells you the one TV series or movie you must watch this week. And today we are really and truly obsessed with Life and Beth, a dramedy that explores the life of wine salesman Beth Jones when she returns home after a death in the family. This one was uh, a surprise for me. Amy Schumer bringing it back and bringing it back with something really touching, heartfelt and deep that I did not expect from her. And I loved it. I love Amy Schumer, but I don't think I would have maybe taken the plunge. And this is so good. This is such a change and so refreshing for her. Yeah, I'm not sure that I would have either. So we are talking about Life and Beth today on Hulu. All 10 episodes drop right now. So you can binge the whole thing, which I think is really good for this series. I think if it were released week over week, it would not be as successful. But same as Alex, I was not sure about this one. I mean, I, I love Amy Schumer, too, but the trailer makes this look like things we've seen her do before. But as we'll get into in a minute, I think this is actually a pretty big departure for Amy Schumer. She is writing, directing, and starring in this, and she is electric. She's yeah. amazing. This is her best performance, and it's really exciting to see her do something like this. It's a really good acting performance. Like yes. when we think of Amy Schumer, I think we think of, you know, obviously she's very funny. She's an incredible writer. Inside Amy Schumer was so amazing. If you guys have never seen the 12 Angry Men episode in particular, mm. uh, that is just one of the best episodes of TV ever, I think. Um, yeah, it's so funny and such a surprise for a sketch show too yeah. to be so deep and poignant and like to go in this completely different direction. And I mean, she's she can mess with form really well and yeah, like surprise you here. with these things. Yeah. And to but to work it within a narrative and never break the narrative. Really, really impressive and really, really beautiful. So the show also stars Michael Sarah uh, in a very strange but charming role. <laughs> um, Yamanika Saunders, who I really loved. Michael Rappaport, who we'll get to as well. Laura Benanti and three dozen more ringers played by Schumer's comedian friends. They're really there is just an overwhelming amount of funny people in yeah. this show. But still, they all fold into the story really well. Yes. They don't stand out. They come, they go. You know, some of the train wreck cameos can be distracting. You know, they take you out of the story a little bit. But these people, they all just fold into this very th- well-planned world that she's created. This like kind of off-kilter tone that she's hit so well. Yeah, I agree. You know, the synopsis that Alex read a little while ago, that does sound like a story that you have seen a bunch of times. I mean, even the title is yes. kind of something you've heard a few times. There's Life After Beth as well. That's like a similar oh, kind yeah. of But ignore all that. Yeah, it's really not. This is what we feel separates Life and Beth from a lot of other sort of coming of age quarter life dramedies, if you will. The first is that a lot of times on these shows when they're tying flashbacks into the main storyline, it can really feel like it's dragging you out of the main storyline. And I often find those hard to watch. That's not the case here. The young woman who plays a teenage Beth, Violet Young, is really amazing. She does an incredible job capturing some of the most awkward moments. And I'm not talking like movie awkward. I'm talking like 
really uncomfortable, like two real awkward moments. Oh, yeah. I mean, I wish I could in some way connect to that character because, you know, I just grew up such a normal kid. Oh, yeah. You seem pretty cool. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, everybody just loved all my movie trivia spouting nonsense and stuff. So, yeah, I don't really uh, see how I could connect. No, it's it's that was devastating. Her performance is so good. So, so good. And the way they are able to. Um, encapsulate each other's mannerisms yeah. as young and 40 year old Beth mm-hmm. is amazing. And she's so good. And it just, yeah, it, it shows this, you know, like you said, a very awkward side of, of high school, but without being like mm, awkward, like, you know, silly yeah, about it. Like cute. it's just, it's, it's, it hurts. <laughs> it, really it hurts. Does. And it's comedy comes out of that, but it's also, it, it hurts. <laughs> yeah. There's a moment where Beth kind of misunderstands the assignment when she and some friends are flashing a, a, some teenage oh. boys. And it was just like the one of the most heart crushingly embarrassing things I've seen on TV and something that I feel like that like totally, totally could happen. Uh, and then yeah. you you see it reverberate through Beth's adult life in ways that are very funny, but it's so crushing to her as a 14-year-old. It's really hard to watch. The show does a really good job of actually introducing these flashbacks at key moments yeah. as well as she's going through and processing this loss that she's had. I mean, the show is all about grief and yes. and how you process it and how you don't. And I think that's such a, you know, obviously such a universal theme, everybody deals with it. But I think also the like processing of grief and when it comes up and how you work with others of processing grief, because everybody's kind of on those eggshells around you and they don't know like right. what to say and they're trying to communicate with you in some way. I mean, this is something we were talking about last week with Drive My Car, just kind of that, you know, how does somebody put their mind around this? And Amy Schumer does it so well with these flashbacks that thematically tie to something. And it's not that they like explain away something about the way she is. It just gives you that little bit of insight piece by piece, like building up to why Beth is kind of this damaged, closed off person who can't even understand her relationship that she's in that is so terrible and toxic. All of them (laughs) in a way. The the relationship she's in at the beginning of the show is one of the funniest parts. And her uh, boyfriend at the time, played by, I believe, Kevin Kane, is so, so funny. Uh, Just to give you guys an idea of something that is sort of offhandedly said on the show. It's that he claims to throw the best 9-11s because he wants it to <laughs> be a happy memory for you. So he likes to throw parties. Um, he's great. But <laughs> yeah, uh, I do. So funny. He's so That's funny. The, that was my initial like way into the show where I was like, this guy. Yeah, he, he's <laughs> Who is really, this guy? really great. And- a different kind of bad boyfriend that we yes he's because he's not a bad person fun. but I I no, think you'll enjoy he's an idiot he's an idiot yeah in a fun way maybe but the relationship I do want to talk about on the show that also stood out to me as something very different that I have not seen portrayed that often is the one that she has with Michael Sarah eventually because they make a point of like yes this is this is essentially a rom com but it's he's not her perfect match. And there's even a scene where she's like, there are red flags everywhere. Like, you know, I I just feel like this, I I need to get out of this because I'm seeing all these things. And like, he can't possibly be right. And her sister is like, you are a red planet. Like, you are literally a ball (laughs) of red flags. (laughs) Like, you need to take a step back. And I really loved that because I feel like... This is one of the first times I've ever seen a rom-com really place the importance on communication in a relationship over that person being sort of your soulmate or perfect match. And there's a really beautiful scene with her and Michael Sarah where she kind of addresses 
you know, a lot of a lot of the things where she's like, I don't know what to do when you do this. And he's basically just like, I think we can I think we can figure it out. We just have to keep talking. Yeah. And I was like, that's this is like the, everybody should have to watch that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's 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 a different role for Michael Sarah. I mean, yeah. he is playing awkward again, but he's not aware of his awkwardness like he no. usually is and everything else. I mean, everything else. It's like, you know, there is a lack of awareness that he plays into and how goofy is. But he kind of is her, kicking himself for how awkward he is. And this is just like straight, you know, weird Sarah. I mean, I love the pocket vegetables and yeah. fruits that he would just suddenly pull out at different times yes. because he's a farmer. And I mean, when she meets him, he's covered in blood. Yeah. Uh, so he's he's a very strange character. But there is something so interesting about their relationship and how they play off of each other and like the communication that they have and making you realize like when you finally find that right relationship, how much that is important and like accepting somebody's flaws. Yeah. Like it's about like understanding like, you know, oh, everybody makes mistakes. I'm full of, I've made plenty of mistakes. Like how do right. I take ownership of those and not just kind of like repress and run away from them, yeah. which is so much of what Beth had been doing. And now she has to like deal with everything that she's wrought through this life, unfortunately. Right. I can also relate to, uh, you know, sort of her initial reaction to Michael Sarah is that like, I really like him, but I think he might murder me because he's, you know, like he's very nice and, but he's also like very frank in a way that's sort of off-putting. And I, I will share with you that I thought David, my boyfriend, was either great or maybe a murderer because as we were talking, he was like, you know, the Ben Queller song, Lizzie, I think we should learn it and play it. And I was like, I think, um, I think maybe you're going to kill me. (laughs) (laughs) If he had shown up for the date and had already learned the song or had written you a song already. That's a no. Yeah. That's when it gets a little bit scary. (laughs) Yes. Um, The last thing I'll call out that I thought the show did really well was how it really highlights that sometimes best friend breakups can be way more devastating than romantic breakups. I definitely found that to be true in my own life. And I think it's something that gets ignored um, in favor of finding your true love, losing your true love. But it's like sometimes you're the person you loved most is your friend. And when you lose that, that can really just haunt you. Yeah. And then you kind of end up with these friendships of convenience, not necessarily of like true connection. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Some other people in the cast that we would like to call out because we may not have made this clear yet. It's very funny. Uh, These are some (laughs) of the funniest cameos that appear. Uh, I would like to highlight David Byrne as Beth's very reluctant doctor. I really enjoyed him. Yeah, yeah. There's a a moment of tenderness between them that is so awkward and so funny and so good. Yeah, and it's such a small little cameo, but uh, David Byrne, what a a great, yeah, what a great weird thing. Didn't even know they were friends, but cool. Another medical technician we have to call out is Phil (laughs) Wang as an MRI tech slash aspiring DJ who is just, it will truly make you laugh. Yeah, 
yeah, he's a he's a small role shows up late in the season or series and is just a delight as like kind of like a you know a goofy doctor who makes you feel uncomfortable. It's it's it's, it's an old bit like it's an old sketch concept, but the what he does with it is it's so funny, amazing. <laughs> DJing an MRI, it's yes. so funny. It's Ugh, great, man. A couple others we just want to rattle off quickly to get you guys hyped for this show. Uh, Hank Azaria as a very hungry funeral director. Um, John Glazer as a vineyard owner. I think he's the owner um, who's just such a mess. Uh, Gerald, yeah. he's really sort of horrifying in this. Um, uh, Stand up Gary Goleman was yeah. one that I really loved. I'm going to actually say his his name in the show is, hi, I'm Shlomo. Yes. Because he always <laughs> introduces himself. And there's also a great Zoom briss at yeah. one point that they attend. So many weird little moments like that that they don't don't make like a full like meal or sketch out of. No. It's just a funny joke and move on, a funny person and move on. There's also New York icon comic Murray Hill, uh, who is so wonderful on this show playing Beth's boss, also named Murray. Uh, mm-hmm. And then the last person I have to call out, I think this was the turning point at which I was like, wow, I really love this show, is that Jonathan Groff shows up as just the slimiest personal trainer um, who works at (laughs) a fitness studio that I think was called Beach Butt at Muscle Confusion, which (laughs) if you've ever gone to, you know, a lot of these sort of like workout classes, that's so on point for what some of the names are. And he just ends up being such a repulsive person. You've really never seen Jonathan Groff like this. It's great. I did not expect it out of him. No. One of one of the best, you know, just small performances. Him, he come in here and just oh, he's be so something gross. so weird and gross. So some truly standout performances in this that I, I would really like to talk about in a little bit more in depth before we move on. I have to call out Yamaneka Saunders. She plays Beth's best friend, Maya. Such an amazing actor. She is so, so funny in this. Every time she showed up, I was like, thank God she's back. I yeah. I want more of her. I want her to have her own show. Um, she's kind of popped up on episodes of Inside Amy Schumer, Crashing, Broad City, but you know, never for more than like one, maybe two episodes. So it was so nice to get to see her really play a very prominent role the whole season. Um yeah, and have someone of an arc as well yes. and deal with her own grief and loss yeah. and like see and that was a good mirror for Beth to look at how somebody else is trying to process grief right. and it was it it gave her a lot to do and then she also got to date Shlomo yes. who I loved. Yeah. Hi, I'm Shlomo. <laughs> <laughs> she, yeah, she was so funny and I I loved, you know, how much she sort of was able to call Beth on some racial issues in an extremely funny way and it just oh, yeah. it was very very heartwarming and and I <laughs> I loved to see her in this. And then the other heavy hitter on this, yeah. Michael Rappaport playing so Beth's good. dad. I just some I mean he always brings an aggressive energy to his roles but I haven't seen him balance it with being a loving father as well. I mean he's a complete screw up. He's a terrible dad, but he yeah. loves his kids yeah. and he tries for them on some level. I mean, you know, he shows up to the volleyball game but it's when it's in it's just has ended. Yeah, that you know, was so there's sad. so many devastating moments with him and he's he's kind of peppered through the season but there's one specific episode that is just Yeah, episode cool. 7. He he shows up up and he gets his his chance. Yeah. Oh, that episode walks a razor's edge yes. the entire time because you tense. were expecting it to tip over and just completely topple and yeah, like you said, become completely depressing. But it is so joyous that I got really choked up at the end of yeah, it. Yeah, it made me cry. It, it, 
yeah, it really hits this beautiful note at the end. Yes. Yeah, that was really charming and wonderful. I haven't seen Amy Schumer take these weird, either expressionistic or visual kind of ideas and really do something that's more, you know, kind of like tone poem-y than than it is like just straight ahead comedy. Like she Mm -hmm. still gets in those sucker punches of her crass, you know, kind of in your face comedy that she's known for that she does in her stand up that she, you know, would have right. at times in inside Amy Schumer. But usually her friends look at her and like, come on, Beth. And she does her like stinker smile. It's kind of batted down, you know, like yeah. it's in there. It's in that mix. That's probably who she was up until now that she's changing. And they give a lot of that to Rappaport too, because yes. he is such a like, you know, kind of crass, like whiskey swilling, like just mess up of a dad. And I, I love their relationship. It explains a lot about her character, yeah. but it also, you know, explains a lot of just kind of how you have to live with your parents. Right. Yeah. I mean, and boy, he is he would be something to live with. Yeah. That was your favorite episode, right, of the season? Uh, it Seven? really it really was I because it, it was so not what I expected them to do with his character. And like you said, it's it does just really keep you on edge. I won't explain why, but you should definitely watch it because it's yeah. it's quite a quite a ride. I think episode nine was my favorite, which was written and directed by Amy Schumer. That's the MRI. Oh, uh, with, yeah, with that was my great. Man, yeah. <laughs> DJ Trevor, the MRI tech. It's just it's really beautiful. And it's a beautiful construction of like flashbacks while mm-hmm. you're going through this thing. And and I think you had brought up about, you know, how this is secretly kind of getting into this theme of like women's health issues and yeah. you know underlying issues that you you ignore to try to just live your life and not processing things. And I, I think that was something so important that isn't necessarily touched on that often. There's definitely a theme that runs through the show about the connection between emotional trauma and physical pain, which they are able to weave in a very interesting way. And um, just just like where emotional trauma lives in your body. And then also sort of the the way that the medical community has frequently ignored uh, women's pain in general. And that's something that I think Amy Schumer has played with a little bit in the past, but she definitely she definitely explores it here. In a really poignant way. Yeah. In a way that like you don't see coming and then pays off in so many beautiful ways that have stuck with me. Yeah. I feel like I've, I'm going to take a lot from this 10 episode, I'm hoping, limited series. That's something that I think we do want to address. And I, I this is one of the few times where I have watched something and I hope that it's done. I hope that they do not because like this story to me is done. I don't think this needs a second season. It's perfect. It's a perfect 10 episodes. Let's leave it. I hope. Yeah, it comes to such a beautiful climax. It's great. It's it ends so joyous and right. Yeah. yeah, I would rather revisit than see more. We also asked you guys on Twitter about what your favorite coming of age comedies are. We got a lot of John Hughes. Superbad made quite a few appearances. Freaks and Geeks did as well. I love Freaks and Geeks so much. Yeah. Mark X Samuels on Twitter. He threw a bunch of choices at us. Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Great. Eighth Grade, great. which I love so much. I love Elsie Fisher. Can't wait for her to do more. Mm-hmm. Rollback. And of course, Dope. Yeah. Dope's a lot of fun if you haven't seen that one. That's a great list. Yeah. Cargal NYC said Harold and Maude. They said an oldie but goodie Harold and Maude with the incomparable Ruth Gordon. Yeah. I mean, that's one of my favorite movies of all time. It's one that I think I saw probably too young and it kind of grossed me out when I when I saw it. And then when I watched it as an adult, I was like, no, this is this is the best movie ever made. Um, and it's really beautiful. And I have there's something about Mary to thank for watching that movie because for some reason that movie uh, references Harold and Maude a number of times, like in really? conversation. I don't remember that. Yeah, it's 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 Mary's favorite movie, and for whatever oh. reason that it's one of those like weird <laughs> activations where they're like they keep talking about this movie Harold and Maude. I guess I should watch it, and then 
fell in love with Harold and Maude even more than something about Mary. Interesting. Well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. It's a fun movie too, but yeah. uh, you want to talk about gross. <laughs> yeah, seriously. The last one that we'll highlight here is Sharon 63 said Valley Girl. That is, I think, one of both of our favorite movies. Starring my favorite person yes. in the universe, <laughs> Mr. Nicolas Cage. Yes. <laughs> Make sure you guys tune in next week. We have a very special guest coming on the show. That is Dave Carger, who uh, we adore. He is an absolute film and particularly Oscar expert, and he is coming on the show to discuss some of our favorite Oscar-nominated performances of the year and give some predictions. I'm excited for that. Yep. Last weekend to cram in all of your Oscar watch list and check it out and get ready for that. In addition to Oscars this month, we are celebrating Women's History Month with a really awesome IMDb picks section, special section. If you just type in Women's History Month into the search bar, you can find that. And it has some really amazing content there. Lots of great things for you to watch, galleries to explore, uh, and of course, lots and lots of funny women. So please go check it out. And we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.